Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasolo and joining me as always... It's Ben Vanell here and joining us as always on this fine... Be- it's actually a really nice day here in Melbourne today, isn't it? It is nice. It's sunny. Yes. But it's cold. Mm. Yes. My name is Adam Knox. <laughs> the and I'm here at the Lost Dogs home. <laughs> Pick up a pooch oh, yes. today. It's always sunny Feeds but a whole cold family of four. in Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, I might talk about that show on our bonus episode. I started rewatching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I went, the start. I went through and watched it all uh, last year during the, maybe the year before, even before there was a pandemic. <laughs> right. It's just a personal <laughs> yeah. pandemic. So you can't remember if you were watching it at the expense of social activities or because there was nothing else to do. Whenever I was watching it, it wasn't at the expense of social activities. Okay, right, it, right, it, right. it doesn't matter whether or not there was a pandemic on, I wasn't cancelling plans. Okay. Yes. What you all weren't right. doing... Was playing video games. I never do. What? That's my secret. <laughs> cap. Mm. Um, yeah, I've never really watched much of that show. But hey, this is a oh. good plug for the uh, the bonus episodes that we do on the Patreon. It's yes. a plug. Uh, Yeah, okay Yeah, Yeah, it's a plug Yeah, no, if you want to hear us talk about a few episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Subscribe to our Patreon Mm. Patreon.com slash Filthy Casuals Pod It is this podcast, but about things that aren't video games Yeah Yeah. Basically And it's called Nintendo 69 Yeah Yeah. (laughs) It's a fun little joke between friends What does that cost you? No one tell Nintendo Mm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no one tell Nintendo Famously non-litigious Nintendo (laughs) Yes, that would be great if they came after us Fuck That would actually be sick Yeah God, that would get, yeah Because out of all things It's like, we have it There's, you know, there's still like Modded versions of their games and pirated mm. versions of their games out there yeah. that are able to you know sneak by them, but them taking on a, a bonus <laughs> bonus content of a podcast, <laughs> of which one of the hosts is obsessed with them. Yes, you know, really striking down one of their most vocal campaigners. Yeah, we should put audio files up that are just like. ROMs of Super Mario Brothers, oh. but with the file extension changed to MP3. <laughs> right. And put that up as podcasts. So people hear just like... <laughs> but then they can change it to the Super Mario Brothers ROM, and then that episode of the podcast... Nintendo sues us for Right And we are in the news Yes <laughs> Okay right, yeah. right That's the point right To yeah, get absolutely. exposure at any cost Because obviously What if we kill a hundred people <laughs> <laughs> we, we fold immediately We're like yeah we'll change the name Oh Doesn't whoops <laughs> Yeah I also like that we're putting up What a ROM of the original Super Mario Brothers yes. we're, we're illegally distributing One of the most easily accessible games On the yeah, planet That's the beauty of it <laughs> <laughs> The highest no. selling game of all time Up until what GTA 5 or something yeah. Maybe yeah Most People like have that. it, yeah. yeah. Or they never want to play it again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But we put it up as a podcast. Mm. One week we want to take a week off, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. got Super Mario Brothers 2 ready to go. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, so, so we're doing this at my house, which yeah. we've, we've normally been recording at yours, which means, uh, hey, big hands, do you want to have a go of my uh, hoary <laughs> switch switch? Oh, yeah. Thing? Oh, yeah, give me yeah. one sec. Hey, run and get it, you yeah, little the fuckhead. Pl- the play <laughs> test. Now that he's gone, he can't respond to me calling him a tiny little fuckhead. You stupid little fuckwit. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Tommy. Really appreciate it. round. Oh, look at the size of that. Wow. Oh, my pleasure. He, he put your dick away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Fuck, it, it really does look like an Atari Lynx, doesn't it? Yeah, it's huge. It, it, makes it, it makes it gigantic, but yeah, it feels... Quite good. I am. I don't think I mentioned this when we were first talking about it. I'm always so skeptical of these third-party peripherals yeah, and accessories same. that I have never got one. I yeah. just, I'm like, nah, it'll be bad. All right, here we go. It's my turn. Okay. There are a couple so, little things about it that make it look kind of third-party-ish, which do sort of ruin the overall 
like yeah, aesthetic of the console, but like it, it feels fucking, it feels really nice. Those sticks well, are great. So I just have my uh, hands that are covered in a sticky goop. Yep. I'm your what? little cousin who's come around and touched all your controllers. <laughs> I'm your cousin who eats fucking marmalade out of the jar or yep. whatever they do. But we it's did for some <laughs> reason better at every video game. Yeah. <laughs> really annoying. But I'm <laughs> just like breathing through their mouth and always sticky all the yeah. time. My but cousin it, was I mean, a slug. <laughs> we did literally just watch you eat a lot of honey before we came oh, yeah. did this. Not a lot of honey. <laughs> yeah. Big Bear, Big Bear Noxie. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting this late because you were uh, stuck in the little um, in the little hole that leads into my house. <laughs> yeah. I had no pants on. You were just oh. kicking <laughs> but so okay I touched the Hori controllers We talked about them last week Some people went out And bought them They said because of your Discussion of them mm-hmm. I don't like them Oh Okay uh, As a second review Having not actually Played a game with them mm. I will say They feel very hollow And light They do feel light and A little weird. light and flimsy I like the joysticks And I like the D-pad And I like the buttons I don't like how The, the small Like the menu Like the plus minus buttons Are a little grippy Yeah they're not great but um, personally, better fit for my hands than the Joy-Con, which I hate. I mean, aesthetically, it, it does make it all a bit like kind of ugly, and it sort of it, it sort of sticks look like a out anymore. a bit from the screen. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you do have to sacrifice a fair bit. But those sticks feel great. Like just yeah. the the experience of playing something where you need a bit more, like as as opposed to the actual Joy-Con sticks, they feel yeah. a lot better than that. You got those like extra programmable grip buttons. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't like that kind of stuff. It's a bit like. I don't know. It yeah. does make me yeah. feel like I'm doing something illegal with the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're not terrible. Like if you if you're if the form factor of the original ones is uh, unbearable for you, which yeah. like basically sounds like it is for you. These definitely just feel like a pretty normal controller. Mm. I mm. think they feel a little flimsy or something to me for mm-hmm. some reason. I feel like I'm uh, more likely to damage the Switch. Yeah. When I'm holding these, does that make sense? Like it feels snappable or something. It, the, the, the the actual the the like the grip, the mold of the plastic, I definitely agree. But the joysticks, the joysticks, are nice. the joysticks great. are great, and those yeah. back ZL and ZR triggers mm. are fucking great. Yeah, and I've been honkers. using them a lot in something that I'll talk about a little oh, bit later. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not bad. Yeah, I, I also if, got a. I don't think I'd ever bother with them. That like I'm not in the market for them, so they're never gonna. I'm never going to be like, whoa. I also got one of these, a little uh, Bluetooth headphone thing. Wow. Look yeah. at you. You're really turning this into that original Game Boy thing, jamming every little I know, I am. I'm That's getting yeah. a flight tomorrow and I'm, I'm excited to have a switch, the oh. switch on a long flight again. So I think it's like, I'm going to, because I've got, yeah, flight to and from Perth, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the original Joy-Con with me. So this okay. thing's on notice oh. for the flight over there. And if I don't like, if I'm spill, this is my, my biggest worry uh-huh. is that by holding this and how much bigger it is now, that my elbows are going to be spilling out into the seat next to me to you a degree that is going to make it more uncomfortable to play than just having the regular Joy-Con you on it. You do have right. to hold it a little like chicken dance pose. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, it reminds me of, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know why that is. <laughs> just chicken? But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> I guess. But chicken yeah. dance is when a human acts like a chicken. Mm. So it's, it's correct. We all know the dance. No. I was just like now I'm thinking of the actual song in my head and it you know that's what made me laugh and you know what's annoying <laughs> <laughs> you can never get it out too because it's yeah, a loop exactly, it's yeah. around um, the do you remember I think it was like a GameCube controller that had a full size keyboard in the middle of it you ever seen Ooh. that oh I've seen it I've this not looks like that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah true. to me like it looks uh, bizarre <laughs> I mean honestly I think I can't remember if I said this last week or not but a little part of getting this as well was with my luck with getting tech and then like a you know the new thing being announced mm. almost immediately yeah. this this getting this sort of slightly more like nicer form factor almost like a pro switch uh, sort of uh, setup yeah. was to try and goad an announcement into yeah. happening it's like come on i've yeah. spent the money now it's time you're bringing out new joy-con you're bringing out the new console mm-hmm. i've wasted my money on all this shit so that's that's sort of the secret hope is and that, you got yeah. it on the indie showcase i sure did <laughs> you said hey nintendo release fez for some reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i guess i guess you kind of got the opposite you got a bunch of games that are fun to play handheld on the Switch. It's like you actually got something that works with what you have. Yeah, yep. true. Yep. So yeah. there so was... fucking shut up and like it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you stop being so fucking pessimistic, Tommy? <laughs> yeah. We've I reckon just... he's always going to be pessimistic. <laughs> 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 We've got the Switch sitting in the middle of the table like we're playing spin the bottle with it or something. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there whoever, was a... Uh, whoever the switch lands on has to uh, suck the person who points that dick. All right, a point at me. Here I go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was a little uh, indie direct. Not, mm. not heaps of, uh, you know, not much interesting stuff in there, but, not, you know... Not much... Uninteresting stuff though. I be, feel like there's been a bunch of showcases, whether Nintendo ones or or just you know the other developers, where it's like nothing in that was interesting at all. But this, mm. I think, a lot of people loved the game Oxenfree. Yeah, like it was a big hit. It was a was it an Annapurna? Distro, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been around for a long time now. Yeah, because I feel years. like it came out around the same time as maybe Firewatch. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe even earlier. Or maybe inside. Like Night in the Woods, I feel like, and Oxen mm-hmm. Free yeah, are, right. are in my head together. Yeah, that makes sense. But I remember it was a time when I was getting into indie games. I think I played it on the PC. Um, and yeah, like a bunch of other releases around that time, didn't get into Oxen Free. I found. Jan- January 2016. 2016. So that was like The Witness came out then. Uh, yes. I think that was the year Firewatch came out as well. Yeah, Maybe I think they both... Witness yeah. and Firewatch around the same yeah, time. Yeah, they were yeah. both back-to-back because that was when I bought a PlayStation 4. Yeah. And it was very yeah. funny that the kind of the only two things I played on it for the first little while I had it were Firewatch and The Witness. Yeah, that's right. And it did not really take advantage of it being a PlayStation 4. Because yeah. there is a sequel titled Oxenfree 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lost Signals. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's coming out PC and Switch this year. So it yeah. makes sense that they put out a Switch version. Okay. Yes. I understand. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, people did love Oxenfree. It was for some people's tastes. Very, It was very written and right. some people liked that writing style. Right. Um, yeah. So that's cool. That's an interesting that's one. That's happening. There's another one that looks kind of interesting. Uh, it, I'm going to butcher this. Get Getsu Famu... Get, fuck. Getsu Fumiden... Undying Moon, a sequel or possibly a remake to a Japanese-only Konami game that's similar to the early non-linear Castlevania games. Yeah. So, right. yeah, this is like, it's kind of sort of samurai-ish, sort of like quite violent looking and, mm. yeah, it's gotten a bit of a bit of a clean-up and, yeah, I thought that looked kind of cool. Um, pretty neat that that's happening. It's a it's like a roguelite, I think, I saw in the I description. I think, this, yeah. This one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that looked that looked interesting to me. That was probably really the only thing that what's, really grabbed my attention. What's it called? Getsu Fumaden. Get, Getsu Fumaden. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I completely missed this whole uh, direct and whatever. Like I, I didn't I, even see it show up anywhere. Right. I think I must have seen enough people talking about it. I didn't. I didn't watch it, but um, I have played some games. Already that were featured in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fez being one of them. Right? Fez being one of them. Yeah, let's. Should we talk about Fez now? Let's talk about Fez. Yeah, um, I went. And, uh, it, my so favorite character from that '70s show. <laughs> yes. Fez is uh, the uh, yeah. fish out of water mm-hmm. uh, American immigrant who <laughs> he's he's doing his best. Yeah. yeah. Well, funnily enough, <laughs> he wants to fuck. He's horny. He's horny. Yeah. Yeah. He's horny. Funnily enough, the core mechanic of the game Fez involves <laughs> sort of tilting oh, the yeah, camera yes. at an angle, like you're like you're sitting in the rumpus room. Yep. Not yeah. smoking weed, but come on, smoking weed. I mean, we all yeah. know they're smoking weed. I mean, they do a good job of making it okay <laughs> for TV, but it's pretty out there. It's very yeah. cloudy it's, in there for oh, some it's reason. It's pretty out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the seventies. Uh, if you remember the seventies, you weren't there. You know. Yeah, okay. yeah, so well, I, I don't remember that, so in, uh, I was there. <laughs> right, I guess by the yeah transitive property of that sentence. Uh-huh. I'm I was in the seventies. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was in the sixties. I'm Ringo. Anyway, why I pick to be Ringo? <laughs> <laughs> I saw on uh, on Spotify in my like suggested music there was like a, a Beatles section, and it was like yeah. Paul McCartney, like one of the great songwriters of the twentieth century. Blah 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 blah. John Lennon, a creative mastermind. George Harrison, a you know uh, a thinking man's you know pop writer. Yeah. And then there was one for the Beatles, and then at the end there was Ringo Starr, a member of the Beatles. <laughs> oh <laughs> Lord, oh, oh Ringo. Man. It's funny as if, like, to have a person who it's like all you did was be in the Beatles is a diss. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You were the worst Beatle. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only Beatle that hasn't really done anything since the Beatles. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, yeah. so Fez, uh, this was one of the couple of games announced in this that uh, came out on the Switch eShop immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have never played this, and I remember watching the indie game, the movie, when it first came out. Yeah. Um, 
and and really enjoying that documentary. Mm. Um, being very, it's it's being it's being developed I- over the course of the movie, right? It didn't come out until. I think Fair so. Way after that, I Cause think. Because that movie is kind of following them all taking their games on the... Like, it's the Super Meat Boy creators. Right. Yep. Phil Fish, who is the guy who made Fez. A couple other people, I think. And they're, like, showing off their games at um, expos and stuff right, during right. the course of the movie, right? I think, is it is it Braid, the other one that's in there? Maybe it's Braid. Uh, yeah, because mm. Jonathan Blow is that yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Who's Bright, the I think guy? Right, right. He saw me kill a man. <laughs> and I've been hunting for him ever since. <laughs> I think Braid is out when the film... Yeah, right. And it has already been a success. And I think right. Fez is, like, from memory... I mean, I haven't since seen it since it came out, but he's, like, sort of deeply... Like, he just can't get it finished. Like, yeah. he's just spent so long on it. And so, thinking from seeing I think Braid is it. Yeah, did you say that? Braid yeah, yeah, Braid is it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, seeing it in that film and thinking that it looked really cool... And then by the time it came out, never had a PC. And then by the time it came to other things, just sort of having forgotten about it a bit. So, yeah, cool for it to sort of be chucked into the forefront of my mind again and getting it sort of to talk about on this. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Mm. I think it's great. It's pretty easy to see why it's it's got the sort of reputation that it does. It's, it's yeah, he's kind of one of the earliest indie games, I guess. Like it's... Um, it's around that time when, like... There's like a three, four year period because it came out in 2012 yeah, on, the, right, on right. the 360. But it was still that early uh, era yeah. of um, big indie games. Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't, it was Xbox 360 really supported indie games. Yeah. They had like the specific marketplace for them, right? Yeah. PlayStation had some digital download, like PSN games, but I feel like it took a little bit longer to. To get around to yeah, yeah, like platforming these these kinds of games. I didn't play it at the time. I already owned it on Steam and had put half an hour in. Oh right, right. according to my stats. So I, I went back in. I played it for like two three hours this week. Right. Um. Did you play it at the time? I Max? played it uh, at, in the zeitgeist mm. in the middle of the. F- in Fez-a-mania. the eye of the storm, mm. didn't didn't the Wii kind of try and get a bit of an indie? I remember yeah. there being a thing called World of Goo that came out on there, yes. and they're, they're making a bit of a big deal of like. I just remember it being yeah. so weird that they, looking back on it now, that they kind of had to really go out of their way to explain what this game was and why it was on there and why mm. you could only get it digitally and yeah. why it was this much. And it's like, oh, it's just, it's like anyone can make a game now. Right. And it's like, cool, that sounds cool in theory. And so the one example that you have of that is a thing called World of Goo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Nintendo around that time had a lot of fucking shithouse ones that were like, came out for the uh, the the DSi and stuff oh, as well. Sure, yeah. And the Wii DSi where yep. and Wii where? Is that what yeah, it was called? Yeah, and they Wii were like, right, yes. like, my little farm and whatever, right, where it was right. like, I'm f- you know, growing parrots or I, whatever. I remember buying, um, I think it's Final Fantasy five or six or even four Crystal yeah. Chronicles, and it was a digital right. only game. There was and like it was a cheap s- sequel to, the, there was like One Final Fantasy four, the after years, yeah. which is like a bad name for like a reboot of a high school show or right. something. Oh, yes. But yeah, so there was a bunch of that sort of stuff and it all seemed a lot weirder then than it would now. It seemed, I remember being very confused by like, why is this $13? Yeah. Why do I just download it here? I don't buy it. Yeah. And then it's like four hours. Like I was, I remember, it's so dumb to think now. It's like I was bamboozled by the concept of a, a short form, cheaper yeah, totally. digital release. Yeah. Well, and on the 360... It was, they at first were limited to like 50 megabytes and then like 200 or something. Mm. And then they were like, actually, this is dumb. You can make them whatever. Mm. Or, you know, the size kept kind of going up because they understood that the scope of them could get larger. But so, yeah, Braid was the first one I remember being a big deal. Mm. And then it was like Super Meat Boy and Fez. Like basically these movie, these games that were in that movie, Indie movie. Yeah, I think the point of the movie is that they've got three of them at different stages. So Braid is out and has been incredibly popular. Super Meat Boy is just coming out. I think you sort of see him finishing it up and releasing it yeah. in the film and then Fez is like from memory he I think it's like he just can't get a handle on it like yeah, he's just right. really struggling and he's already been working on it for fucking ages and it's sort of I remember getting the impression from the film like this will probably never come out right like, <laughs> yeah. right so in the end the movie came out in 2012 as well so they would have been following those the, the last few kind of months or the yeah. last year of development mm. or whatever of Fez so yeah it came out and it's a it's a two D platformer. 
but you can spin. So all the levels are kind of on a box. Yeah. Yeah. If you imagine like a big sort of uh, tall rectangular box, you mm. know, like a lot, like a box a refrigerator may come right. in, for yes. example, a fun mm-hmm. Christmas jape mm-hmm. to play in that box with what? your siblings. Mm. Oh, okay. perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get a refrigerator for Christmas, but you know what I mean. Yes. I don't know why I said it. You get a refrigerator box for Christmas. Yeah. yeah you play yeah. in it with your brothers and sisters. You and your brother just both <laughs> fucking around in that little rectangle box. Yeah. You never built a fucking fort. You know? Uh, Not with a box. Well, I did. With like catch cushions. Fort Knox. Box Fort Knox. Box. That's what we bought. Bill. Wow. <laughs> so, um, we... It's, it's the, sort of... Yeah, I think the be- It's It is hard to just... It's, it's a cube. It's... You're cube. playing 2D platformers, but you hit the left trigger or the right trigger, and the cube rotates one. Well, right. yeah, the very beginning of it is you, you're, you're the character of Gomez. You're walking around this little, um, this little village that you live in, and everyone that you talk to is kind of labouring the point of like, oh, the world's only in 2D. Like yes. we all know that everything's flat, and then you find this little mysterious thing that grants you the ability to. Rotate things around, so yep. then you're you're on the other side of the cube, and it's still only two D. But you can then, so you get things where you can be like, kind of, if if there's like ledges that are too, the gap is too wide to jump over. You can spin things around, and the perspective changes, and then they're closer together. So yep. once think once you're on that different plane, everything fo- everything works as if it was flat. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope that gives. A good enough explanation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. once you once you unlock that ability and you see the way that you can be climbing up a um, you know a bit of vine and uh, you know you've hit a gap where it doesn't continue, but you can like tilt it around and now you're on the side and you can go all the way up. Like yes. once you once you work that out, it's very it's very natural and it comes very quickly where you go. Okay, yeah, I can I can work out a way across this. I've just got to tilt it around to the right side and then jump up a bit and then tilt it around again so I can And you're looking for like bits of these yellow cubes so mm. they're like often floating in like a little, you know, a little alcove that reveals itself when you flip the mm. screen around and stuff. Yep. It's crazy to me that this so this game is 9 years old. It's like if we were, you know, in high school and someone was describing fucking Frogger or something. Right. It's it's a long time ago. <laughs> it's a long right, time ago, yeah. but it does still. Other than the fact that it is, you know, it's an indie game, so it's it's in a little kind of, uh, you know, pixel arty sort of style. Yeah. But other than that, it does feel very fresh. It, it doesn't really feel does, dated yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, the one thing that it doesn't tell you, which I didn't discover until last night, is that it has like a map screen. So the, yes. like each of these little areas is pretty self-contained, and there's like a hidden exit or there's like a a very obvious exit. But I got very lost and then, yeah, discovered like, oh, no, there's a little map screen that shows you how all the little areas link together, how you can get, you know, the little path that you can take to go back and then it'll also show you whether you found everything in that little area, Mm -hmm. whether there's a hidden door in that area uh, and all that sort of stuff. So only finding that out last night was like, oh, my God, I've just been kind of, yeah, just fumbling fumbling around in the dark, which is still enjoyable because it's it's just, it's fun to move around in and, Mm. um, yeah, the, the, that, that great feeling of you kind of break out into a new area and you go, oh, I haven't been here yet and finding all the – that there's just all this different new stuff to discover. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm, I'm sorry for giving out a, some hot takes on a, what, 12-year-old game, but – Nine. 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 Oh, okay. Nine. Well, that's fine then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be a Nintendo re-release. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I remember it being a good game at the time. There was a certain point that I hit with – oh, also just to um, – I was reading the Wikipedia of it a little bit mm. and the PS3 had some – Andy stuff like Echo Chrome and like those uh, those um, right. Uh, there were some little other ones as well. Yeah. I forget what they were fucking called, but there was like a group of them. Something Pixel Junk, those ones. Oh, and oh those yeah, 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 yes, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got sort of perspective stuff a little bit like Echo Chrome, but we're kind of different. Mm. But yeah, um, there is like a uh, a second mechanic to the game that it doesn't reveal to you. And that at the time when it came out, people sort of pieced together oh. that I'm interested to see what life that takes on now mm. that there's a fresh batch of people coming to this. Okay. Yeah, right. Because you wouldn't necessarily uh, pick up on it um, sort of like with The Witness mm. where there's like a thing at some point, like I don't want to give it away, but like I know that even kind of saying there's a twist means you were expecting the twist. But there is another layer of stuff. There are these little totem pole things that are dotted around where you go and 
you, you have like a little cube guy that's talking to you. Yeah. And you go and stand in front of it and he goes, oh, I don't know what this is. Uh, but yeah, there's right. heaps of them. So it's like presumably at a certain point. So you, it, those, to, to like say a small thing about them, it's not like you get a power up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, there are a lot of things where I found like a, th- a diagram on a wall that is clearly mm. pointing me to something that I haven't quite. And finding the map, honestly, is like such a big help. Like, <laughs> I t- maybe it did tell me that there it is did. one there, it but I just never looked. Oh, really? okay. I played through the tutorial this oh, week right. and it definitely told me I about it. I completely missed that. Maybe these big fucking controllers <laughs> got in the way. I just um, got to a point where I was. Had gone through enough doors, I just couldn't mentally, even with the map, because the map is like, it's kind of weird and all the rooms sort of branch off, you can rotate the map too. I was mm. like, I think I've got enough out of this. You know, like I'm I'm a 2D platformer fan, but um, there's something about like knowing it's it's zeitgeist was nine years ago. Right. Where I'm like, oh yeah, this is fun. And I'm sure if Phil Fish makes another game, I'd be keen to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. <laughs> So that's I'm re- surprised to see Fez showing up again. I think a lot of people were. I think yeah. people were like, "Who is still in control of it? The right. licensing, the rights?" Because it's is it Play Playtron? Polytron. Polytron is is Phil Fisher's company, right? So can I read you just this is this is why I looked up the Wikipedia thing. Can I read you a segment from Wikipedia? Mm. This is the uh, the subheading on uh, the Fez page: cancelled sequel. Also, if anyone adds like runs this podcast through Turn It In, we're going to be yeah. fucked. <laughs> uh, we're just ripping shit from Wikipedia. No, I'll, well, I'll alter it enough to make it seem like it's my words. <laughs> okay. So here it says: this is the Fez two cancellation post on Polytron's internet site. Okay. Wow. It says website on the thing, but yep. I'll change it. Oh, yep. yeah, cool. I'm going to do this one because this is a quote. So Polytron, I'll, I'll reference are, this one. Is, are there a lot of people in Polytron? Yes. Oh, Poly? Yeah. yeah aren't, right. they, aren't they I actually was thinking not? like <laughs> Tron, and I thought you meant like. <laughs> yeah, people Huge cast in that movie. Game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fez 2, this is Phil Fisher's words. <laughs> Fez 2 is cancelled. I am done. I take the money and I run. This is as much as I can stomach. This isn't the result of any one thing, but the end of a long, bloody campaign. You win. Oof. Very dramatic. Fez 2 was announced as one more thing at the end well, of the you, June 23rd. You, you read it a little mayo to <laughs> you it. You read it dramatically. Yeah, but <laughs> it is written in that voice. Yeah. My name is Adam Knox. Well, Knox has been Jeez, a bit dramatic. Right. Huh. <laughs> I see today. Uh, so 2013 E3, it was announced, Fez 2. The project was cancelled a month later following a Twitter argument between Fish and video game journalist Marcus Beer. In an episode of Beer's game trailers show Invisible Walls, the journalist criticised Fish's response to questions about Microsoft's Xbox One self-publishing policy change. Fish replied on Twitter with condemnation for the industry's negativity and, in a final tweet, announced both Fez 2's cancellation and his exit from the industry. The news came as a surprise to the rest of his company, which has not commented on upcoming projects other than ports since the sequel's cancellation. Polygon listed, blah, blah, blah. But so I remember this because this guy just started being a fuckhead on Twitter (laughs) and like wrecked a bunch of people's jobs because he was like, everyone's being mean to me. My cube game isn't the best game. (laughs) Like, fuck off, dude. It makes me so mad, that kind of behaviour. My character that makes Kirby look like an interesting design (laughs) deserves more respect than this. Yeah, it like... It soured me on that game. I think mm. I was still kind of playing it or something. Like, I don't think I came to it at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe came to it around then. I was like, oh, this guy seems like a fucking cut Because he was yeah. just being a real prick on Twitter. They're all deleted now. I couldn't find them. Right. But so, yeah, anyway, that makes it very surprising. This but game it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, yeah. I, knew, I mean, I never knew any of that. And, and you saying, like, cancellation and surprising to see it turn up. I honestly expected, like, oh, no, there's some kind of fucking oh, right. sexual harassment or whatever. So yeah. it's like... What I put a, the fez in there to make fun of people <laughs> from other countries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a relief to find out that all he's done is ruin a few other people's jobs. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and just like be a bit of a fucking jerk on Twitter. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, he was an early uh, sufferer of the getting too deep into Twitter disease. Right, right, mm. right. The 2013 Trump. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you came into this not knowing anything about it other than just seeing it pop up on the eShop and be like, oh, cool, this little character looks good. Yeah, I like this trailer. 
I don't think you would know that it's nine years old in any yeah. of its presentation mm. or style, and especially now, like indie games that are pixel art with like a, but they've got like a very weird little kind of modern twist that would only work kind of like today. Mm. Um, that's very, you know, that's very current. That's like so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm mm. really, uh, I'm really hooked in on it. The music's great. Yes. Um, spinning the little, spinning the little world around on its axis and finding a, a new little way through um, is really great and mm. really satisfying. And there's there's one thing in there that um, uh, this this is early on enough and th- this may, may be slight spoiler, so just maybe fast forward like a minute. I'll try right. and tell this very quickly. At the start of the game, you press start. Brings up a map. Yeah, brings up a little menu. You go into a room and there's a QR code on the wall. Right. And so I thought, Oh, I'll get my phone out and scan the QR code, and it comes up with a what? What the QR code brought up was a Google search result for uh, an input code. It was like ZR, ZR, ZL, whatever. Yeah. And so I put that input code in, and that unlocked a new little cube thing. And I thought that was kind of like a neat thing, anyway. But f- like, just such a funny thing to come across in a game that's old, but to discover it in 2021, yeah. mm. the year of the QR code, yeah. where yeah. had I played this any other year, I probably wouldn't have, I would have gone, oh, that's a QR code. I wonder what I do with that. Like I probably would have thought, oh, I guess yeah, I could scan that on my phone, but I'd have to download that fucking QR yeah. reader I'd app. and print fuck- out the screen yeah, and yeah. put it in the scanner. And- I just yeah. thought that was like such a funny, like very like of the moment, weirdly thing to have in a game mm, where my yeah. instinct just immediately went, Oh, I can just scan this on my phone right now and that'll work. The puzzle in the game where you have to send away for a Netflix DVD, that's really <laughs> going to stump you. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, fun fun game. Yeah. Good game. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's strange that it's just appeared out of nowhere on the Switch eShop, but yeah. like I said, I remember always kind of being interested in it from that movie and then just A, not having the means for a long time and then B, just sort of forgetting that it existed. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it's... um. I'm glad that it's materialized on there. Yeah, if you well, didn't play it, give it a give it a crack. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of old games that have reappeared out of nowhere, <laughs> this last week a remaster of the game Shadow Man yes. came out. Shadow Man. Shadow Two Man. separate words. So. Shadow Man. So no, cuz it'd be Shadow Sh- Space Man. Shadow Man. Exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> right? how to pronounce it. Yeah. Shadow Man. No, um, that would imply there's a comma. Yeah, mm. I think it's Shadow Man. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you sound ridiculous. <laughs> it's an old. It's uh, from '99, I think. So it's very old. Wow. Um, it was like a PC game, and it was a big game on the Nintendo 64. Yes. Now I have played the first minute of this oh, game. Well, then let's have a discussion. What <laughs> happened? Did you did you come? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's annoying about yeah, this? Yeah, sexy Lois Griffin popped yeah. out at me. Yes. <laughs> Not in 99, she wouldn't have. That would have been uh, back in the sexy, sexy March, March days. Yeah, probably. 99, I reckon. That might have been the first year of Family Guy. It might I'm be. looking up Family Guy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, one of the first things that, that happens in the game from memory was I think it wanted me to shoot a dog and I really did not want to do that and I was like I don't want to play this I was like pretty hyped for there to be like a dark adult game on the 64 and then one of the first things I'm having to do is murder an animal I'm like oh I mean not like this sure (laughs) too dark yeah Um, yeah. good news those dogs don't attack you and you don't have to shoot them Mm, okay (laughs) (laughs) bad news you are a psychopath turns out you can fight City Hall so later on like the world changes to like the dead side which is like the shadow world there's live side and dead side and then those dogs are demon dogs in that world so you do shoot dogs later Uh, okay but those dogs are just little dogs they're hanging around they're alright in the early bit um, Family Guy, nineteen ninety nine. There you that? go. Yeah, yeah. I was twelve years old. Porn of it yet? Probably oh, not. you reckon? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. How like? What do you reckon the most obscure thing that is like a entertainment property? So it's not just someone's original character yep. that someone has drawn porn of is. I d- I just don't us? think. Yeah, <laughs> I no, don't. No think, one would have no, drawn porn of us. No, no, no. no. I obscure. think the the I think yeah. The the interesting question is what's the shortest time elapsed yeah, before some sort right. of so like say say now that fucking tall resident evil lady. Yeah, yes. that was uh, immediate. Yeah, literally like, immediate. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, or like a new cartoon series being on, and right. it's like five minutes into the premiere episode, yeah. and whoever's watching it is like. 
I got to break out the iPad and the Apple pencil and just <laughs> yeah. get this is really getting the creative juices going. Ep one's not even finished, but all, yeah, I already yeah. know people are going to want to come to this. Yeah, get a load of Stimpy. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, Shadow Man, uh, big big sixty four title because, like you say, it was like a um, very uh, in quotes adult game. Anything at the time. slightly dark being on the sixty four was it is so childish. It, right like, in, in in like its version of adult is like, man, I gotta kill these fucking demons. Right. Oh, we had sex once. Ooh, like right. that type, like Duke Nukem adult. It's right, right, right. Like not that lame, but um, that sort of you know olden days in quotes mature tone. It's like a bit um, <clears throat> embarrassing or something. Like it's right. a, sure. a little lame. This was pre. I was going to ask about dark games. This is pre Perfect Dark. Yes, the so year before, which was that to me. That's the. Um, adult-oriented 64 game. Because you had Goldeneye, I right. guess. That yep. was where people were like, it's not just for kids. Mm. And um, the two for kids, I guess. Same yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, this was of that type where it was like 12-year-olds who had yeah. Nintendo 64 could be like, it isn't actually for babies. Yeah. It's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so I never played it at the time because I was a baby. But um, mm-hmm. the... Uh, <laughs> The, I remember seeing in all the magazines it got a good response, uh, right. but it is now 22 years old, something like that. Right. Uh, and it, is this just a re-release or a remaster? It's or a what? remaster. So it is, I, to point out, I've not been playing the remaster. I've been playing the version <laughs> on the <laughs> Nintendo 64 primarily. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because right. I'll tell you something about uh, playing the Nintendo 64 mm. version. Could use a remaster. Oh. <laughs> okay. The, the Adam Knox method is if a game comes out that's like the sixth in a franchise and he hasn't played any of them, got to start from the start. Mm. Yeah. Even if five of them are bad. If I meet <laughs> someone and they're like, oh, do you know what I did the other day? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> what <laughs> did you, you do born? when you were three? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Start yeah, yeah. there if from you're gonna when listen, your memories begin. If yeah. you're going to listen to one wing song, you've got to listen to the entire <laughs> discography of the Beatles exactly. before you go in. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're going to listen to the Beatles, you've got to listen to all the music from before that. Right. I've yeah. only made it up to Greensleeves <laughs> so far. That's as far as I've gotten in musical history. But so uh, I just had access perfectly legally to the... Uh, Nintendo 64 version. Right. Okay. So I was like, I'll just play this. And you saw the remaster advertised and you thought, this gives me an idea. Mm. Yeah. Right. I'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, the remaster, from my understanding, I, I looked up some stuff about it. It like mm. cleans up the visuals, but it doesn't really change anything fundamental. Because okay. there was a version of this that came out for the Dreamcast as well. Uh, and uh, like the the PC version as well were like more advanced than the 64 one was. And there was like a shit PlayStation version as well. And they've taken that better version already and sort of jazzed it up, better textures, pretty similar controls and stuff though, mm. no changes to the gameplay other than some additions of cut content from the uh, original that wasn't right. right. So for all you know, intents and purposes, this is the same exact game as the remaster is now um, from what I can tell. Right. So I'm going to speak to it uh, very condescendingly, <laughs> <laughs> as I do to everyone. Um, the... I like it. Yeah, what is the what's the concept? I, it is, I was looking at pictures and was like, I can't tell what this yeah. is. So it's like an adaptation to some obscure comic book. Uh, the Shadow Man this is This game was really popular in South Africa, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing you said. So there's a documentary I learned after Tommy said that before yeah, we recorded I'm called fair. Searching for Sugar Man. Yeah. And the Sugar Man was very popular in South Africa. Yes. That joke must be very popular in South Africa or else you wouldn't yeah. keep saying it, right? Well, I thought I felt so... I was like, now nah, these guys don't get it. I'm going to roll it out publicly and let the audience be the judge. Well, <laughs> I'm sure they will be. Yeah. Um, the internet audience, famously a kind and forgiving audience. <laughs> hey, how's that, though? That's true. Yeah, yeah. That, that is true. So you're this guy who, like, uh, he stops dead side, which is the, the, the version of the world that everyone goes to when they die. Mm-hmm. It's like hell, kind of. Sure. <clears throat> There's um, an evil there that has recruited five real, I believe, serial killers. And like, there's a lot of like information about these killers' crimes in the book, in the, in the, like a book that you have in the game, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. Uh, and you've, there, those serial killers are like being made super powerful by this evil. You've got to go through sort of time and this, uh, this other world, kill these serial killers, collect a bunch of shit. 
and stop the big evil. Right. So you're like a defender of the live side. You were just some professor, but some like voodoo witch. There's a lot of voodoo stuff. Right. She turned you into this shadow man by jamming a fucking mask into your chest. But then it's Tomb Raider. It's, Whoa. it's Tomb Raider crossed with like a castle. This would be called a Metroidvania now. Right. You are exploring these uh, worlds where you can only progress past certain points once you have a new item or once you have a certain number of these. Uh, they're called Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that? No. Yeah. Uh, well, you get enough of these Bloodborns and uh, you uh, like level up and you can open further gates by using these um, Sekiros. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's exactly that type of progression that right. we're very familiar with now that that's a very typical type of game that metroidvania type thing mm. oh there's a big red block i can't move that yet and now i've got this new item that lets me touch fire i bet that's what that block was right. red because right. of yeah. now yeah. i can push it oh this gate needs seven of these things mm-hmm. i've only got three guess okay. i'll come back later it'd be great if you could come back later with the assistance of any kind of map Oh. And I'm not just being a Tommy about this. I was going to say. not yeah. a map. I could definitely relate. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little hand-drawn map that you used to get with the actual cartridge, and I'm sure it comes in like a PDF or ah. something in the remaster. But um, there's no actual sort of, here's where you've been, here's an item list, blah, blah, blah type right. of map. You so would like to think that it's built into the remaster. I don't believe it is. Okay. I looked that Ooh. up, but it doesn't seem as though that's the case mm. because it is okay. very much a direct... Here's this game again. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, which, it, it just means you get a bit lost sometimes because Everett kind of looks pretty similar because it's an mm. older game, so a lot of the textures are the same and all that sort of thing. After a while, if you sort of persevere through the initial off-putting point of like, where the fuck am I? You do kind of get your head around where you are. Right. And uh, it, it was quite satisfying to reach that point as well because the actual kind of... Um, exploration is quite fun right i'm i'm enjoying it like it's very old and it controls poorly for now mm. and um you know the the it's quite quite stiff and the combat isn't great but i'm enjoying the little puzzles that you do i like that sense of progression that mm. it does like it's just a satisfying loop of like how do i get to that fucking thing i guess i'll come back later and then you remember it later on when you have the thing you're like how the fuck did i get there i wish mm. i had a map but then you find it again you're like Damn, I'm a cartographer, I, motherfucker. Yeah, I think that's why that um, that style of game, the Metroidvania style yeah. of game, has become so popular because it's like it really nails down on like the exact kind of like dopamine hit experience right. that we all want from video games and often is presented in a variety of different ways, but it's it just really zeroes in on you see a thing, you yeah. can't move past it, you go, you find the thing and you just know immediately and it opens up. We all just want to be a little boy named Shigeru looking through a forest when he's a kid. Yeah. Mm. That's and uncovering a little, um, oh, fuck, what is the um, tanuki? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. yeah. That's the only fun thing to a human's brain. <laughs> yes. It's, it's interesting that, uh, like, that, that era that, you know, there were a lot of those sort of third-person. Tomb Raider, obviously, like yeah. you mentioned. Um, it's that stiff third-person action game from then. Right, but it's also... Um, there's genuine game design going into the levels. Like, that is yeah. something that is not present in, say, or is less present in open world games, right? right? Open world games, the dopamine hit is from, like, climbing a tower and revealing more of the map, collecting 99 Get, out yeah. of 100. Getting yeah. the thing know. crossed off the checklist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Even that, that sort of game design, you do see, and you see it really well in games like Hollow Knight. Like, you guys love Hollow Knight. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've been continuing to play Oddworld Soulstorm and, I mean, that's itself a remaster or a remake right, right. of games that, yeah, just have... From the same year, I think. Of, yeah, yeah, right. Intelligent level design, rewarding yeah. and satisfying level design. And Fez kind of has it too. It's right. like that, yeah. you, like looking at the map for the first time about eight hours ago, <laughs> it's just this very... It's You can tell it's like this intricate, like, here's this little screen and here's how it's going to all look and then here's how it connects right. to the four other ones that branch off it like right. yeah it's it's very elaborate and intricate and deliberate mm. which yeah it's, yeah it's sometimes even though of course all that stuff goes into an open world game but it, it feels less because it's going for a like oh this is all accidental you're yes. in this like you're in the you're in the nature which yep. just all kind of happened you know and i think that it all li- just kind of happened it all just kind of happens you know, brother oh, yeah. dude like life's what happens when you make other plans you know <laughs> You want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to clown school, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
A um, side quest is what happens when you're making other plans. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think the level design is like not amazing, but right. the fact that you are just kind of um, having to properly learn it. Mm. It is actually quite satisfying and I am like the combat is simple enough that having to redo it sort of as you go back through areas and the enemies are back isn't that big of a deal. Um, I, I And I, I enjoy going back to older games and, yeah, and, yeah. and trying to get back into that mindset of like what would this have been like at the time because especially when there's one that you never played at the time mm. um, and you have an excuse to go and look at that. It's fun to try and be like what would I have thought of this yeah. in 1999? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I can see why it was so well received. It's like the the exploration is really, really satisfying, and that's the main thrust of the game is is that progression and the seeing an error and being like overwhelmed by it at first mm. and getting lost and being like, where the fuck am I? Mm. But then piecing it together in your actual mind mm-hmm. rather than by going, oh, I'm here on the map, does add something to it yep. just as much as it makes it slightly frustrating at first. So it's kind of, you know, it's a trade-off that won't work for everybody, right. I think, but if you can sort of persevere through the initial frustration of like, this isn't how it's done anymore, yeah, then it uh, it, it is actually quite enjoyable. Mm. That does seem a lot more, I mean, yeah, it's like it is frustrating to get lost in a game, but like... Also, you can notice sometimes that you're, especially in an open world thing, you're just following the mini-map. You know, you've right. got this game that looks right. great, that a lot of care has gone into making it look like a real world, and I'm only looking at the bottom left corner of the screen, just mm-hmm. following a little arrow and a little marker and, like, not totally. actually taking in how the game actually looks. Or, and you're n- in other kinds of games, you hold down detective mode or right. a hologram site or fucking Tomb Raider vision and yeah. you just totally. see... The uh, highlighted items. Right. Yeah. Comparing this to the modern Tomb Raiders, this is uh, better level design than those right. in some right. ways because those do reach a point where you're just pressing forward and you know exactly where to go. And so it's just kind of ticking off the boxes that you already know are there. This definitely isn't that. But at the same time, that brings a bit of frustration of having to figure out the boxes for yourself. It does feel a little obtuse sometimes. Uh, so... If that sounds like the mood that you're in mm. and you've got a bit of time that you want to spend sometimes wandering a little aimlessly because you don't know where the next one of these things you need is or mm-hmm. whatever mm. and it might be in a place that you just miss because like there's a button behind a fucking pole that you didn't go around that side of, you know? Like there's yep. no indication of anything. Mm-hmm. You right. really have to find it for yourself. But, you know, obviously there's a satisfaction there. So if you like baking your own bread, play this game. Right, That's right. basically the set the setup. <laughs> it's the sourdough starter of video games. Totally. Sourdough man, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it looks a little shitty, like right. it's old. And even for the time, it's like just brown and like mm. lame looking. It's just a little dark. and and But obviously it's trying to be all gothic or whatever. Not yep. quite gothic. But well, it's uh, a good thing that anyone listening to this, even if they do like the sound of it, they're not going to go for the version that you're describing. No, there's a remaster <laughs> to <laughs> play. Yeah. And it, by all accounts, it seems like the remaster has done a good job. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, nice. So I would like to play it. It sounds uh, yeah, it sounds cool. It's all right. I think the remaster is just on PC at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's by Night Dive, who did those Turok remasters oh, as yeah, well. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're doing good work with the stuff they're doing. Yeah, nice. Yeah, right. Speaking of... Uh, I assume that means it will come to other consoles and stuff though because yeah. the Turok ones did. Yeah. Right. Speaking of um, walking around aimlessly, yeah. I <laughs> got an email this week and I had forgotten that I oh, yeah. signed up for this that I have been granted access to the beta of Neantic's Pikmin app. Oh. <laughs> Which, That's right. Yeah, I, I didn't realise we, uh, we were close enough to that coming out to have a beta of it. Neither did I. Do you want to show us some Pikmin live on air? Yeah, so... It's very funny, like starting it up, it is um it's more of a pick max myself. It has okay. a uh, <laughs> if you can see it's got like, it's got like a watermark like all over the screen. Oh, oh it's yeah. got yeah. the word confidential written again and again. Like pinstripes. Yeah. Should we not be describing this to people then? Well, I don't know. We haven't described all we've described so far is the confidential watermark. Oh, there's a me. Now I've got to make You're a, a me. thing oh, of wow. myself. Yeah. <coughs> I only did the little introductory thing, but it basically seems to be you plant Pikmin in a little in a little seedling thing and then it tells you how many steps it's going to take for oh. it to hatch. Oh. Uh, so the first two that I did were 10 steps and then the one I did just then is 1000 steps. So I think it seems to be you cultivate growing these little things, making them grow. I guess it's uh yeah it's a bit less I think it seems to be more about Pokemon Go was about 
going to specific areas, going down to the park to get this thing. Yeah, right. I think this is more about just a vague like just pure nope, distance. Go outside, go yeah, for a walk around the block. Up. Yeah, mm. getting your steps up um, with There's a fun little trimming on top of it. Is there any AR stuff in it? It didn't look like it from... Uh, he, Tommy put his phone down and gave up very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah I don't want to sit here and fucking do a me of myself. Unless <laughs> just, I can. just do whatever me, who cares? Oh yeah, good point. All right. You can, there we go. Yeah. You can probably uh, change it later. Into yeah. your... Anyone can. Okay. Totally. If you want to look different, man, that's your choice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Same to me. This is the home screen. If Nintendo's going to sue us for anything. It's... Breaking embargo on the yeah. Pikmin app. Or uploading uh, <laughs> that copy of uh, Donkey Kong 64, which is a oh. new... Uh, it reminded me of Donkey Kong 64, Shadow Man. Yeah, you're collecting right. all this stuff. Right, right, right. I think there is AR stuff. It did It did bring that up um, right. when I first was looking at it. Cool. Uh, well, whatever. That, yeah. That's enough for me. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it was... Yeah, I, I don't think there's any information about when it's... Actually out. Yeah, okay. right. But so it's like a, it's a step counter with a fun little like yeah, oh, you're more Pikmin. In AR mode, you can interact with Pikmin in the real world. Place your camera on a flat surface. Uh, okay, allow camera. Okay, here we go. This is happening live on the air. Uh, he's pressed accept to about fifty different little pop up boxes. <laughs> okay, I can see the camera here now. It's pointing at his table. Search for a surface. That's a surface. That's a in surface. My opinion. Maybe pull it further back from... Oh, there's a Pikmin on the table. Whoa. Yeah, it's ben, it's coming at you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's right in front of Ben. Ugh. No, don't hit it. I'm trying to swipe You'll kill it. it. You're, you're too high up. A Pikmin's small. Is it on the table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's right on your exactly hand where now. your hand yeah. is. Wait, hang on. I'll try and I'll yeah, get a take screen. Take a screenshot. Ben, put your dick yeah. on the table. <laughs> and then uh, Tommy, turn the camera back on. <laughs> oh, there we go. Got hey, it. Nice. Got it. All now, right. I'll see you in court. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. A little there fun go. little Pikmin on yeah. the table. All right. There we go. That's a world exclusive yeah. of the Pikmin app. <laughs> yeah. The Pikmin app. Exactly what you expected. <laughs> um, exclusive. None but of yeah. us played the Resident Evil 8 demo that came out two days ago. I didn't know about the fucking thing. It was and time fucking sensitive. I couldn't yeah. even work out how to open the map on Fez. Do you think <laughs> I was savvy enough to work out that yeah. there was a... Timed <laughs> Resident Evil demo. Yeah, did it come out? Is yeah, is the time like 2012 or whenever fucking Fez came out? And dumb, crazy times in this country at least because they were all. It was a global time. Yes. Um. So by the time I even knew it was going on, yeah, it was. We were all in bed gone. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a Resident Evil uh, kind of showcase thing. Yeah. Um. Last week, which yeah, they said a bit of stuff about uh village. They showed off a bit more of that, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, they did that demo very very briefly. So yep. it was like a, my understanding of it is that the, the gameplay demo was uh, available for eight hours. Yep. And it will be on separate eight hour blocks for different consoles, I think. So there'll be another opportunity on PC or whatever again. Right. right. I think the PS4 one and the PS5 ones have already happened. That sounds right because what I read was a big PlayStation blog post. Right. Um, so I think there are Xbox ones and uh, a PC one coming later. Right. I'm okay. not sure by the time this goes out. Uh, okay, hang on. Uh, each demo will be available over an eight-hour window, although the game is time for 30 minutes. So that's the other thing is you play yeah. it for half an hour. Yeah. North America, May 1, Europe, May 2, Asia, May 2. Yeah. So, oh, the, okay. So the village demo has been and gone. Yes. Yeah. April 17th. And then the, the castle just- demo is coming up this weekend. But these demos must just be slices of the actual game, right? Yeah. So I'm not mm. even interested, I guess, because we'll be playing the actual game in less I than a month. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think. yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Resident Evil Mercenaries is going to return in Resident Evil Village. Uh, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, a new animated <gasps> movie coming to Netflix. Oh, yes. okay. About a zombie yeah. outbreak in the White yeah. House. A Dead by Daylight collaboration with Resident Evil. And the... Uh, the most surprising thing, I think, was that a port of Resident Evil 4 is coming to the Oculus Quest 2. Yeah. 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 And is another one of those ones that's exclusive to just that headset. Yes. Not even Oculus as a platform. There was like a Jurassic Park one, a Star Wars one, and this one now. Mm. Yep. Infuriating as someone who bought a fucking Rift S. Yeah. But what I did see like just before, a couple hours ago, um, Oculus were like, the Quest 2 is our headset for now there's no quest pro yeah like this is for the foreseeable future the vr platform that we are yeah working releasing supporting 
Th- this is it. They so- ended production of the Rift S as well. So all of everything except for the Quest 2, that is their only one now. Yep. Yeah, like right. you yep. say. And there's also, I, I can't remember if this is happening tomorrow morning or Friday morning after we're recording this, but there's like a, there's an Oculus Quest uh, like direct showcase thing. Yes, that's which, right. uh, which is pretty exciting, I think, hopefully. I mean, not for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's infuriating for me because if they like, release like the sale price for the Quest Two. I know so. I bought one at exactly the wrong time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So well, maybe I got on the. I kind of was looking through the store the other day, and there's like a couple of new little things that have mm. come out. But again, as we said when we talked about it, like what's on there is great. It just really needs more. So, yeah, I'm kind of really. I've got. I've got. As I always do uh, for the platforms that I have that have not many games coming out on them, I have very high hopes for this direct presentation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that um, that yeah, they show off some some interesting new stuff. But yeah, yeah I would so like the, a port of Resident Evil Four in VR sounds fucking awesome. To so me. yeah, this is big because yeah, it's it's very heavily rumored that there's a port of uh, or sorry, oh, a, a remake. remake of Four coming after right. the success of yeah, the yeah, second yeah. and the third one. Um, and then yeah, I mean, is this is this what people, you know, because I think people, there was like a, not a leak, or, but like people were convinced that they were working on it. Like, is it just this right. or is there an actual I'd assume room? it's yeah. two different things yeah. because like uh, this is so separate to a remake. And is it is it the but full it's game? it's for them to not have announced them sort of at the same time. Right. It's kind of strange. I guess if you're uh, having a showcase of Resident Evil. I think it... Uh, I think it is the full. Ga- it's the full game, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Wow. I got that impression. Resident Evil Four is getting a full VR port for the Oculus Quest Two. Um, oh, that sounds fucking great! Oh yeah, sorry. So yeah, this version of RE Four will be in first person, and more de- details will be revealed on April twenty four during the Oculus Game Showcase. Right. Oh, Short okay. gameplay teaser showed things like Leon holding weapons, interacting with a virtual attaché case. Um, yeah, I. To me, this feels like this is. Um, this is from the perspective of the Quest Two being its own console, you right? Know, like that. This is, um, this is not a Resident Evil Afterthought VR thing. This is Quest Two has another sick full game to play. Mm. That's that's the, the yeah. feeling I'm getting from it. Could this be cool. uh, that they've announced this first, but then the actual remake of Four that is outside of VR? Does this mean that it's in first person and it's using the Seven uh, and Eight engine? Oh, interesting. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a weirdly splintered, like super super splintered franchise yeah. at this point. Right? I would yes. assume it's two completely different teams working right. on two completely different projects that are just both Resident Evil Four, which is because there's a million versions of that already. Like they love remaking but that's, that game. But that's what I mean. The fact that the original it. is already like yeah, so readily available and was already in third person and had that changed mm. perspective that two and three were using anyway. I could see the thinking being like, yeah, if we just bring it over in this engine and then they're working on... Like sort of what they did with 7. It's like, well, it's already in first person. It's pretty easy to chuck it into VR. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But yeah, it is strange to just announce the... You would think that, yeah, announce the remake of 4 and then go, oh, by the way, there's also this VR port. It's kind of strange to do it in that way around Hmm. when everyone assumes that a remake is coming anyway. Um, but yeah, excited to see what um, what else comes out of that uh, that Oculus yeah. showcase. Yeah, yeah, would love to see some some more stuff on there. Mm. Yeah, if anyone wants to buy a Rift S, <laughs> I'll probably be looking to. I'm sh- I'm sure there are people who are like, I don't want to have to log into Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to ha- like that. That's the criticism of the Quest Two. Right? It is a big yeah. difference between the two, and yeah. uh, the the Rift S is still good. Isn't I it like, like yeah. it. Very close technologically to the Quest Two, all of the screen. They're basically the same thing. Yeah. Just the 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 Rift S is wired. Right. Is is one thing, and, and yeah, you Quest don't need the Facebook tied. login. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what makes it all the more frustrating that you can't just do the same stuff on it. It's all the same tech and everything. Yeah. It's it's it feels like a very well it doesn't feel like it is quite an arbitrary and I, I people aren't quite sure how to port them over or whatever like I I looked into it and right. people were like ah it's I don't know it's all locked behind whatever so Right. It's the nature of shit. It's the same yeah, yeah. as how you know games stop coming out for the Wii U. Like they've got a new platform they exactly. want you to buy. So. Yeah, they're they're pushing people towards it. They want yeah. to make more money and have more Facebook users because fuck Facebook seems like it is tanking as a social media. Platform. Yeah, so time for me to invest in their hardware. <laughs> yeah, the idea of a first person survival horror game 
but chucking it on and being like, now log into your Facebook yeah. account. Aunt Julie has some <laughs> things to say about the local craft fair We've that rejected her. data. I mean, that's what it should be. If it's going to be lo- if it's going to make you log in, at least you know that. Like, yeah. I don't think any of us are interested in this, but that Metopia game that I think is out this week, where you can oh, you can put your boss in as a dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's like let us do that. It's like if you've got access to my Facebook anyway, yeah. oh. Let me let me pick some people to have as zombies in Resident Evil Four that I yeah. can take out. Yes. Just find the most racist people on my feed, <laughs> chuck them in the village, and let me fucking let rip on them with a chainsaw. Yeah. Who loses? That's <laughs> a victimless crime. Yeah, it's a victimless crime. You both have the 64 gigabyte Quest 2s, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. You've never found that a problem? No, not at all. Cool. No. Fuck. I mean, largely <laughs> because there's not that many games. There's not tons right. on there. And also yeah. what you do have on there is like and pretty short little, ex- you know, you, you get a f- one player thing and... It's a few hours long, so it's pretty easy to delete. There's yeah. not too yeah. many things that you're going to have. I mean, other than something like, like a Beat, Beat Saber, Saber that's just right. always going to be on there. Yeah. So, a second question. Yes. Which you'd have figured out after I asked the question that it was a second a question. question. two. Oh, shit. Mm. This is my only platform for questions now. <laughs> going to need you to log into your Facebook before okay. I'm allowing you to ask this question. Uh, what is your mother's maiden name? That's <laughs> a question for you. You just got a long generic USB-C cord, correct? Yes. And then you plug that into your computer and that me- makes this the same as a Rift S. You can play whatever VR game on there yep. through Steam yep. or any platform. Any platform, yeah. And this thing just acts as a hardware headset. It doesn't. It's not a cunt about it. No, it's, it's absolutely seamless. And you spend 30 bucks on something called Virtual Desktop yeah. and you can go wireless yeah, with okay. Steam VR. And that is... Lag free. Lag free. Um, it is completely supported by <laughs> Oculus. It's not like a okay. side quest, side loaded thing. It's like a legitimate app. Um, it has its own huh. like cool interface where like you pop up a menu in that in virtual desktop and it's like Steam VR and you can launch games. Like it's very well done. You played through Half Life Alex wirelessly. Yes. That's cr- fuck. All right. <laughs> um, the, okay. I love it. Just thinking now about Shit. like getting getting mine after hearing you talk about it, Ben, and having the experience of um, yeah, getting it out of the box and just how seamless it was. The screen looks great and like playing the little I forget what it's called. I think it's called First Steps or something, the little demo thing. Yeah. Playing through that with my girlfriend and like her putting it on. It's like there's a little robot that you kind of like dance with mm. and her going like, this is one of the coolest things right. I've ever played. It's like, yeah, I want, I, I really, yeah, it's it's just kind of been, sit, I kind of dip in here and there, but yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I kind of want more of those little fun experiences on it. Because I went recently to uh, a place called Be Lucky and Sons, mm. which is a, um, I think, I think they're around Australia, but they're like a video game arcade. It's the same company that runs like Holy Moly and Sorry. Strike, Strike and Bowling, places like yeah. that. Yeah. If you heard a sound, it was me <laughs> accidentally pressing play on the uh, trailer on the store page for an Oculus Quest. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, I went down there recently. A lot of fun. Played the Mario Kart arcade game. Uh, played a bit of um, Dance Dance Resolution. But they have a um, they have a, a um, a Beat Saber machine with like a headset oh. and everything. And my friend who works for the company was asking me for feedback afterwards and I was like, uh, look, everything's great. It's cool that you have the Beat Saber machine, but I don't know if you need to put it in a private room or what because it was like – it made me so th- – because also like I was there with some friends and I was like, oh, this is the game I've been telling you guys about. Yep. And it's like because it's in a public spot, it's this big headset that is like – has got like a big cable coming out of it, but with like a big right. metal thing around the cat because it's all got to be so secured. Yeah. And it's hard to get it to fit your head properly. And then it's like there's uh. so much weighing it down. And then because you don't have headphones on, you can like barely hear the song. Oh. The little controllers are like, you know, huge. Like they're all, they're bolted in as well. Oof. And I was like, oh man, just, it just made me like want to go home and chuck the Oculus. It's, it's yeah. cool that they have it there, but it was like, this needs to be in its own room so you can hear the machine or have someone just set you up with it and have right. it be a little more like, yeah, not not a thing that lends itself to, especially post-COVID, it's like putting this fucking screen over your head and everything. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is a bit yucky. He's doing it. Oh, is he doing it? Oh, my Lord. madman. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Delivers tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. 
He bought a Swedish-made penis enlarger hut <laughs> while I was telling that long, boring story the about Swedish have the, in the longest arcade. penises. <laughs> <laughs> you crank an Allen key on your dick and it yes. boink. Yes. I All right. fuck a guy named Alan Key mm. and it makes yeah, sure. my dick bigger. There we go. Yeah. Tim Key's brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's as good a point as any to wrap it up <laughs> sure. this yes. week. Filthycasuals.com.au <laughs> it, It's a legitimate, you know, I host this podcast, it's fine. I'm going to sell the other off. one. Yeah, yeah, baby. If you want a, uh, if you want a, if you want a rift. Yeah. Yeah. Jump on the Discord, jump on the, jump on the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, make an offer. Yeah. What do you want for it? Probably about four seventy nine. <laughs> <laughs> Just off the top of my head, yeah. so, no, nah, I, 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 I might. I, I've been talking to my brother. I might end up giving it to my brother. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. I've been talking to him. Oh, you've been talking to your yeah. brother. Yeah. Wow, yeah, he finally <laughs> healed the rift. <laughs> yes. All right, well, guys. Filthycasuals.com.au. <laughs> yeah. The links to the Patreon, uh, oh, yeah. other socials, the Let's Plays uh, we've been doing of uh, It Takes Two. Having a lot of fun playing that game. Um, you can watch all our existing ones on there. You can get the Bandcamp premium episodes, oh, yeah. so including many. our live show from a couple of weeks ago, if you haven't That's gotten right. that yet. Um, Another one coming out soon as well. Yep. Yeah, yes. Yep. Yep. Exciting. Yep. Um, yeah, get on all that stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Time to Google refund policies. <laughs> 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 the Oculus has a great one. Great. Yeah. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.